outrageous, Kevin Owens. I'm not going to fight back. What am I going to do? I'm going to sue. The moment you do, I'm personally going to be on the phone to your attorney. Hopefully you're there and I'm on speakerphone, because when you file the lawsuit, you will hear these words. Kevin Owens, yes! I need, I need you to give me your word that if provoked, I can beat a McMahon senseless. You got that word. You just gave your word that I can beat a McMahon senseless. And I'll be damned if I'm gonna bust my ass Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, every single week so you can hang out on the Today Show. Then jump on his big old bus and hell, maybe I'll come to a WWE show if they pay me enough. But what are you really gonna do, John? What are you gonna do, huh? You're gonna jump off that bus with that big shovel. That's what you're gonna do, and you're gonna bury as much young talent as you can. But the thing is, the reason why you don't like me, what irritates you about me, you can't bury me, John. You waltz down here and use the same pathetic excuse that every other single person before you has done. You, with all your gifts and all your opportunities, you have the gall to blame me. Fine, I blame you. I'm still here because you can't do your job. You should be ashamed I'm a part-timer because I can do this part-time better than you could ever do it full-time. Ladies and gentlemen, Hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me, once again, as always, is the janitor himself, Josh Custodio. Justin, this is going to blow your mind. Are you ready? I am ready. I am in Japan right now. I am not in Studio Beard How 5 sitting across from you. I am in, I think, Tokyo right now. Yeah, you're getting set for uh, Wrestle Kingdom, of course. Yeah, I think uh, I got too drunk and missed it, but uh, yeah, that that's sort of the situation. Well, then how are we doing this right now? This seems like magic that we could be somehow teleported to be in the same room, despite the fact that we're on different continents. Uh, well, that well, that does seem crazy. Yeah, okay, that isn't what's happening. You're right. You had to make me explain it. Now i got to break no, it. No, it's I don't fine. Know. We're, yeah. we're trapped in the past right now. You and I, we've, got, we've become <laughs> unstuck in time and <laughs> yeah, yeah. somehow uh, phased backwards thank about God. three and a half weeks. I hated when we were stuck in time there for a minute. What a drag. Yeah, and well... Just, like, having to constantly ride the flow forward? Yeah, yeah. yeah now we're annoying. doing whatever we want. We've, Just, we've woken, Josh. We can travel the planets. We can do literally anything. Ah! <laughs> Justin, if you look over at me right now. Yes. I'm putting my feet up. Yes. Because this isn't maybe like a, a traditional episode of Top Marks. No, usually we get together, we break down the top three stories of the week. But, of course, this is the first week of January. And what do people often do when the year comes to an end? Uh, join a religion. Yes. Make all kinds of resolutions that they are going to instantly break within oh. the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah, also that one. <laughs> that one more so than yeah, mine. Yeah, probably. I was thinking of the time my cousin Kevin, he, uh, he, was like, he had a really bad New Year's Eve until he found the Lord. Oh, really? For like a couple weeks. I didn't realize but. New Year's Eves could go that badly. <laughs> You've been friends with me for a while. <laughs> so, Justin, what is this show? It what is, are we doing It here? is our best of the year show. Oh, well, oh. worst of the year as well. It's a year in review. Yeah. We're going to talk about all of the high points and low points that we watched in professional wrestling in the year 2017. Yes. And, uh, you know, it was a a hard time coming up with the answers because not only did we kind of pick our standard 
categories here that you would expect, but we also solicited a bunch of them from the listeners as well. Thank you very much. And they got a little bit wild and creative with their choices. Yeah, you guys are shit-eating wild men. And it made it a little difficult for us to come up with the answers, but we endeavored to do it, and guess what? We did. And Josh, I thought for this year in review special... It wouldn't be enough for just you and I to gab back and forth. What do you mean, Justin? However fucking long this is going to go for. Well, where are we going to get a third person? I don't know. We might have to fly one in from Toronto. Just <laughs> special for this one. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? We did exactly that. You're right. Caitlin Hotchkiss is here with us. Caitlin, thank you so much for doing the show. This is proof that if you ask them enough stupid questions every week, and then you show up in Vancouver, yeah. they'll yeah. ask you to come on the show yeah. and yell at them I mean, about it. Promoting the show on your own Twitter is probably what did it oh yeah my whole 2,000 followers mostly yeah hang on we, we need to make this clear for a second it's also that you were in Vancouver it, it is it's, true it's, 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 it is true the, I just kind of showed up and I figured I would disrupt the dynamic of the hashtag good friends yeah just oh, yeah. by being here well, absolutely yeah. I appreciate having somebody here to help me I, I agree with your Seth Rollins yeah. takes Joshua's takes are bad that's you know nope. I'm here to and so now up. we get to play the numbers we game we're two on one today. it doesn't exactly. matter when you're right you're right we're you like 10 people we're here. like the shield all right we are at this point the numbers game is never going to work just against us. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote uh, believe su- I'm gonna quote superstar Billy Graham here Okay. Sure. Oh no. One on one, two on one, or three on one. When I'm through with them, they're gonna need nine one one. So that's how I feel about you guys and your numbers game. Oh, bring that's it. Terrible. Bring it on. Anyone, anytime, any place. Yeah, this is gonna be like the CM Punk versus the Shield handicap match. You figure you're gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna accidentally spear Caitlin, and that'll give you the win. <laughs> you are not the best in the world. So. I am definitely the best in the world, CM Punk. <laughs> Uh, but do, should we just get right into this? We have a lot of categories awesome. here. We, we got a lot of categories, Justin. You're 100% right about that. I think we should just jump in, but uh, maybe at the end of the episode, I'll thank the listeners for the year we've yeah, had of and course. all this sort of stuff. But that, but that is coming. But uh, I'm, maybe we should establish who Caitlin is a little bit better here Hi. as well. Yeah, Caitlin, who are you? <laughs> oh, geez. I just kind of showed up here. Uh, I've been a wrestling fan for a really long time. Took a long break. I missed the Ruthless Aggression era, which is probably fine. So did I. So did I. I don't think I really missed a whole lot um do you like john cena yeah he's uh, he's all right i'm gonna appreciate him when he's gone oh you would have um, loved the ruthless aggression uh, no i would not you know bad bad man's an underrated single that's, that's a pretty great song <laughs> matt would actually agree with you it's he loves great that song. it's great for karaoke uh it's good so yeah no i got back in in 2015 i've been watching ever since just super wwe and then i got into roh new japan watched I, all I watch is wrestling, like 10 hours a week of wrestling. And as a Toronto person, you're a Smash super. I am a Smash well. regular, yes. I love Smash wrestling. Um, I did a podcast called the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast for about four months this year. I did an episode on Cage Side Seats. So hopefully, I'm not going to sound completely ridiculous. You have, you have clout. I, I'm trying. You're you already know? way more credentialed to do a podcast than I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, you know. I, just I literally up. just plucked him off the street. Yeah. We've never even met before. You can tell by his clothes. Yeah. You know, he just sort of showed up. I'm an extremely good dresser. Yeah, he's just carrying a guitar over his shoulder. <laughs> it's like he's a drifter. Yeah, he's hopping trains. <laughs> it's El Vagabundo over there. <laughs> wow, you guys are killing it without my humor ejected. <laughs> well, you guys go ahead and carry the jokes on this no, one. No, no. This is... Uh, but yeah, thank you for doing this. And yeah, I thanks. guess let's this get right into yeah, this. Yeah. Where sure. do we want to start with our first category here? Because we do have a, a lot of ground to cover. I'm going to save some of the bigger ones for the tail end. I'll intro them, not necessarily from uh, last to first as we have them written down here, but I am going to save sort of the bigger ones, wrestler of the year, and match just, of the year. Not just naming these things. We're going to dissect them a yeah, little bit yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Should we have a, an order or should I just sort of point to the person? Oh, mix it up. Go for okay, it. Okay. Wow. This is... It's I've, all on you, bud. I've got insane with that. You're the maestro here. Well, then why don't we start with you, the wrestling prize, the ladies' choice himself, Justin Madman Morissette. What was your most shocking moment of all the year? All right, we're going most shocking moment of yeah. the year right out the gate. A big category. It's like the uh, you know best supporting actor. You start with you that one because it yeah. seems pretty large, but it's not like the big, big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're probably going to have a similar answer here because... You know, a lot of the things that were big shocks to people, I had sort of foreseen a little bit, like the Sami Zayn heel turn or perhaps Ginger's title win. Right. There was Mm -hmm. one moment, however, that I don't think any of us could have predicted until maybe 10 seconds before it happened, and that is... 
Kevin Owens headbutting Vince McMahon yeah. and yes. splitting him open hard way. The chairman taking a headbutt and then a significant beating afterwards and just bleeding everywhere. One of the most iconic visuals of this year. One of the most iconic moments of this year. It has to be the, the, the Vince McMahon headbutt from Kevin Owens. That was indeed shocking. Uh, def- a great, great use of the category, because I was shocked when I saw that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unlike so many other moments where it's like, oh, this was sort of seismic. This was like, holy fuck. Like, wh- what? Vince is bleeding? So I like that pick. How about you, Caitlin? What did you have? I wrote down uh, Champa's betrayal of Johnny Gargano, which I think oh, a, lot okay. of us, a lot of us saw it coming. Personally, I was really hoping Gargano was going to be the one to turn because he was a scumbag heel in Smash. Okay. Very good. Very good. Just being a real dick. But I, I think we all remember the moment that the like the, the watermark came up at the end of the pay-per-view at yeah. TakeOver. And you're waiting there and it's like, is something going to happen? And I almost turned it off. And at that very moment, Champa just throws Johnny into the background. And it's like, oh, there it goes. That's... We were all expecting it, but they kind of lulled us into that false sense of security that wasn't going to happen yet. Yeah, I mean, we'd kind of been expecting it since, like, the takeover in Toronto, basically. Yeah, Yeah, they were teasing it, but we weren't really sure it was going to happen, and then... The, and the beatdown was so brutal. And the way that Johnny sold it For just sure. by being the ultimate babyface in peril by that whole thing. And it was heart-wrenching. And, I mean, the fact that now Champa's out, it just really... I hope they get the momentum back is all when he comes back. Yeah, that, that's going to be a big it's question. It's really going to be hard. Back. As it relates to that, I'd really like to just give credit to WWE for how seldom they use that watermark thing. For those of you yeah, who may not know exactly what exactly. I'm talking about, it's when the pay-per-views close and Raw ends, they have a little... Uh, care of WWE like, all right badge. That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they put that up early, and then Ciampa turned on Gargano. And so, they also did it for Zayn and Owens uh, after the Neville match yeah. two, two mm. years ago. And I think those are the only two instances I can think of. Here's a question for you looking ahead to next year a Hit little me. bit. Because I don't, I don't know if you guys have been spoiled by NXT tapings. This is probably I aired have. by the time I have not. seen this. Yep. But the next opponent for Andrade, Oh, I don't want to know this. Almas, hang on, hang on is Johnny Gargano. Yes. And so we assume that this will be the main event of the takeover that's the weekend of the Rumble. Champa's coming back around this time. Champa will probably come back yeah. and attack him in that match. Now the question is, does he cost him the match or, or does Johnny win the title? And that's the next and program. NXT title match for the WrestleMania weekend is Gargano versus Champa. They could have set this set up so well. So I mean, I geez. mean, it could really go either way. Yeah. But do you expect Johnny Gargano to be the NXT champion heading into WrestleMania weekend? Uh, I really do, if only because I think they can put Almas up on the main roster already. I, I, I do think it's a very transitional championship for him. I, I don't think he's holding it for that long. I strongly agree with yeah. you. And in fact, it's almost perfect it re- for him yeah. to be the transitional champ yeah. as you're waiting for someone to come back from injury. Yeah. And then if you switch it like the baby-faced champion, you know, you can put Adam Cole against him if Champa's not ready. There's a lot of options they can do if they make Johnny the champion. Absolutely. Yeah. And Josh, you can unplug your ears now, you baby. You can't stand to be spoiled on NXT for... Two weeks, basically. You're going to know this in two weeks' time. He's in Japan right now. That's true. I am a giant baby. It's true. He is sumo wrestling in Japan, (laughs) actually. That's why I'm wearing this giant diaper. (laughs) (laughs) I am both a baby and in Japan. Yeah. So, I don't know what to tell you. It should have been obvious. Oh, well, what can I say? Uh, Justin, I share your answer for most shocking, so I don't want to dive too much more into it. I don't have a lot to add. You said it really well. I, I was not shocked at any one point this year in wrestling more than uh, Kevin Owens headbutting Vince McMahon. I will give a slight honorable mention to the Joey Janela-Leo Rush match, where Leo Rush no-sells the the ladder dive. I didn't like that spot. I really liked the match, but I did find that also shocking, but in a different way. I really feel like yours is the answer, though, because I was like, you just didn't think you'd see Vince do that. At this age, how old is Vince McMahon? Seventy uh, one. Yeah, seventy one or seventy two. Yeah, that's that's unbelievably impressive and jarring shit. So like, I, I think I we all answer. expected that he would take a beating, but the fact that he was willing to take a headbutt and split himself says open. so much about his thoughts on KO. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's a shit eating wild man, also just like our listeners. I love him. <laughs> all right, well, that is thanks, listeners. Our most shocking moment of the year. Yeah. What's our next category here, Josh? I was thinking we'd just move right on over to uh, now. Well, the answer is, in my opinion, young Justin Morissette in the WWE. To be clear, who is the best on the mic this year? Ooh. 
Uh, let's start with Caitlin this time. Caitlin, who do you have for the best on the mic in WWE this year? Ah, oh, geez, you know, I could have given it to Enzo because he's not good at much else, yeah. to be quite honest. But y- you got to say The Miz. Yeah. He murders it in every promo. When he was going against Corbin at that last feud, I just felt so bad because how does Corbin stand a fucking chance? It definitely was extremely it's, one-sided. It was so one-sided. And every time you give Miz the mic, it blows me away that he is that good from his background and he's just worked so hard. And I... It, I cannot get over how good he is. He's on another level when it comes to promos. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is excellent. So he's my choice this year, every year, bang on. I feel like I'm almost like taking him for granted at this point. Oh, we all are. Because for like sure. I definitely had like a wow moment of appreciation for him on SmackDown last year in that Talking Smack promo. Yeah. We cut on I Daniel mean, he Bryan. made the show. Yeah, that was basically not just in a, um, a major star-making moment for himself to rocket him back into that upper echelon, but also, yeah, made Talking Smack the appointment TV show that it yeah. was for all that Wasn't time. he yelling, like, my show at the end, just screaming into the mic? Yeah, oh, basically. It's just amazing. wonderful. And didn't really have that blow-away promo like that this year, but just consistently mm-hmm. excellent, yeah. like you said. yeah. Uh, I can't disagree with either of you. Uh, I don't even think it's all that competitive. I, I think maybe Enzo would be the the runner up here mm-hmm. or something. But but for me, it's the Miz, and for all the reasons you guys said, just consistency across the board. He reminds me. I, I think I've said this on the show before, where he reminds me of CM Punk, not in their delivery or even quality. I do think Punk's slightly better. Which just but you do take for granted once they're gone. Every Monday they are able to give you five minutes of something that is extremely worthwhile. And that is something that obviously not everybody's able to do. So I'm also going with The Miz. All right. Uh, well, I have an unconventional choice here. Oh. I'm going to go with Bray. No, I'm not. There was a Hideo Tommy, but you know. Best of the year. Well, no. Jessica, go ahead and make the case for Hideo Tommy being great. I'm not going to. He's not my choice here. It's not an unconventional pick, but you might. You know, technically, neither of you even mentioned him. Yeah. It was kind of deference to Enzo there as the runner-up. I'm going with Kevin Owens. Okay. I just feel like nobody... Uh, like has a better understanding of their character mm. than he does. Okay. And that's kind of mic work, mostly. Sure. Uh, and a lot of these moments that had the emotional punch to them that they did, such as, you know, the Festival of Friendship, for example, that only really hits you because of how good he is on yeah. the microphone. Yes. And, and I think you can probably make a compelling case for him and Jericho to kind of co-win this together. Mm-hmm. That but, duo. But, but he yeah. still, like, you know, he was without Jericho for more than half the year. Yep. And he has been locked in a feud with Shane McMahon for, you know, six oh, months, basically. Poor bastard. And done... Yeah. Great with it. Oh, like there. No doubt. To me, there is no better like actor really on WWE TV week to week than Kevin Owens, and just like how much he knows what to do in every single situation. I never saw him in any Marine though. Um. Well, maybe someday he'll get to be <laughs> the Marine Eleven. The Marine yeah, Twelve. In, in like the the French uh, <laughs> Foreign Legion. The Marine. <laughs> Dude, the French Foreign Legion Marine. The French Foreign Legion is unbelievably badass, and Kevin Owens being involved in that in some capacity would yeah, be. Yeah. So that'll be like Marine Nine. Uh, <laughs> like Fleur de Lis will be the subtitle for it or whatever. I, I think what you mean is the Marine 1930. <laughs> True. Got him. Justin, I kind of want to expand on something you touched on there. And this isn't a category, but this is a loose show. We got our feet up. We're, we're all mm-hmm. hanging out here. You said that you feel like Kevin Owens has the most understanding of his character on the roster. And to both of you, who are other characters that you really feel have a, a real clinch in who they are? Because I think it's a real weakness that they have on the roster oh, right geez. now. Yeah, like Roman you can't say no i would no. I, I hate to say this he's but you know i love dean ambrose i don't think he yeah. has i don't know that the lunatic fringe is the most defined thing seth rollins has in my opinion some very mixed character things going on who would some people who really are good at that and it like i know that the question was on mike and yeah like <laughs> i feel like owens is just so good no matter what like all the talking he does in the ring even like yeah. you know Promos never stop for him. He's mm-hmm. always yep. doing Always that. talking. And that is, for me, what puts him above the rest. And my runner-up for this category did not get mentioned by either of you either. It's not is, The Miz? No, it's Samoa Joe. Oh! Because, oh, because, good call. because Joe uh, 
got over huge this year. And as much as he is an intimidating force physically and is great in the ring, nothing got him over better than the promos he cut on the way to Great Balls of Fire. Something else happened on this episode of Raw, so it sort of went unnoticed. But the episode of Raw where Samoa Joe has that sit-down interview with Michael Cole, it is outstanding. I think it might be the Sheamus and Cesaro bar fight on the same night of Raw, so that was sort of the story that came out of it. Mm -hmm. But that you're you're 100% right. That that Michael Cole uh Samoa Joe interview from that. If you go back and watch it's incredibly worthwhile. And, and I feel like Joe is another guy who just has a very deep understanding of who Exactly. He, he yeah, was actually my that, answer for, sure. for that question yeah. I put forward was who has the most understanding of their character. I really think the Samoan submission machine, he the destroyer, the right hand, like I really feel like Samoa Joe knows what he is. There's really like I said about Kevin Owens, just no situation that you can put him into that he is not going to know what to do. Like, yeah. even being across from Brock Lesnar and just not just showing no fear, but like standing tall and outshining him, basically. To outshine like Paul Heyman in a promo battle. That's a great point. It's uh, pretty, Who does that? pretty yeah. ridiculous. Not anybody. Yeah, yeah. No one. Other than anybody know, come to mind for you, Caitlin? Who's really good understanding of their character. Ah, uh, geez, you know it's going to kind of be cheating, but I really think that when Neville was the heel, oh sure, I think he had an absolutely great understanding great of answer. what he did and how he got his absolute heel tendencies over. It was I've never seen a better heel than him. Like not maybe since KO. Like he did such a great job with it. It's a good answer. Yeah, I so you know we miss him so much. We hope he comes back. But I, for me, I think he just did a fantastic job being so. Creepy and gross and evil. Great but, pick. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Well, how about we move on to the next category? Let's you do two? It. Are you guys yeah. excited? How, what do we think of so this so stoked. far? No, I like that you just threw out a category we hadn't even prepped for. I know. Yeah, we scrambled, still, you know? Improv? Hey, hey yeah. I, I'm here. I got ideas. I'm an ideas guy. I'm bringing the heat. I'm bringing the fire. You know how I get when I'm shot out of a cannon? This is just that. Emphasize, because I'm in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think it would maybe zen me out or something, but here we are. It's because green tea is the most caffeinated tea there is. How about we move on? Let's do uh, it. Who? I'm going to start with me on this one because okay. I started with yeah. you two. I'm going to say who the most likely to succeed in 2018 is this category. So who, looking forward to 2018, who could really be somebody who breaks through? Going to see a great deal of success. I don't think this is going to come as a surprise to either of you or any listener of the show. I really could see 2018 being the year of Velveteen Dream. Uh, I think that he... I don't even know that he needs to hold the NXT belt. I think that, you know, you could have him challenge for it, lose, and get called up after the Rumble. I think there's a lot of ways you can go with him, but I just really, really think that the future looks bright for Velveteen Dream, and he'll be my answer for this. How about you, Justin? That is a great choice, and honestly, someone who didn't even cross my mind when putting this together. So uh, I do have some NXT choices as far as award recipients Well, give me one. I love it. But, But not... Uh, not Velveteen Dream, honestly, which is shocking considering how much I absolutely loved him this year. Sure. Uh, but my most likely to succeed in 2018, I had a hard time not picking the same guy that I have coming up for most improved, but mm. we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Sure. I did pick someone different, and I went with the guy that you guys just went with for best on the mic, and that is The Miz, as far as most likely to succeed in 2018. Now, I know what yeah. you're thinking. Ooh. How is Miz not no, this succeeding is a great already? Yeah. No, Frame this, this is great. Because he has been the IC champion for seemingly like two years now. That's a long time. He's dropped it on occasion, but got it back. And there's just something about the white leather strap of that belt that just looks right mm-hmm. on him. But 2018, for me, is the year that Miz gets back on top, and he is back in the main event scene once again. He is your universal championship contender when ultimately Roman probably wins this title uh, at WrestleMania, I think, as we all expect. Uh, He's going to need heels, and there is no better heel than The Miz. They already have planted the seeds for this Roman-Miz rivalry, and he is going to be... Look, he's even got beef with Braun. There's no top babyface on Raw that Miz is not engaged in some sort of uh, feud with already. It is time for him to be a main eventer once again and not just somebody who's good on the undercard and good on the mic. Yeah. Very good choice. Yeah. Good one. 
Thank you. Yeah. yeah. What do you want? You want more accolades? No. <laughs> That's quite enough. All the way from Japan, I can hear you looking for a pat of the box. <laughs> guys, in the name of clarity, I'm actually in my apartment right now. <laughs> is, I'm not actually. We can keep, the, we can keep yes. it going, though. Yeah, keep okay, the gag running. Okay, edit yeah. that out then, Justin. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Caitlin, how about for you? Somebody in 2018 you think is really going to have a year? Uh, I'm going to say Lars Sullivan in NXT. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I feel like one. he's the next Braun. We all feel like he's the next Braun Strowman because he's going to be a PC product. He hasn't really had much of a background. I still think he's a little green. You know, they can maybe tone it up a little better. But he, if he's out there just fucking potatoing people, yeah, it's going to be like smash mouth awesome wrestling when he gets out there because his character's really getting refined. And he looks horrifying. He looks like a human orc. Like, do you, ever, just... do you ever feel like his head looks weird? Yeah, he, it's yeah. like he's skewed in some graphics program. Sometimes I, I look at his head and I'm like... Mm. And there's something off about your... It's like looking at Otis Dozovich. You're like, well, there's something wrong with your proportions. I can't deal with it. <laughs> but I, I think that he can go really far. And I think they're just starting to scratch the surface of what they can do with him. And it's going to be horrifying to see what happens. I hope that there's like a return of the Hoss with, you know, with the success yes. of Braun Strowman. Yeah. Killy obviously see something in Killian Dane. Like, I, I, I think it's something that all three of us in this room enjoy. Love Hoss. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope you're right. And I think that's a great pick. Mm. I mean, we went to the NXT house show in Vancouver back in July. Oh, that's right. And... We got bumped down to lower bowl seats. We were like right next to the entranceway. So Josh and I have been like five feet away from Lars Sullivan. Is he horrifying? He, probably, yeah, probably oh. the scariest looking man I've ever seen yeah. in real life. Ever. But very, he's, he's very, he's got great words. Like he's huge vocabulary. Yeah, very and, smart, horrifying man. And for you to say that he's green, uh, but the next Braun, like I made this point a couple weeks ago. Think about where Braun was when he started on the main roster. Lars Sullivan is already ahead of that. Yeah, um, he wasn't even a rosebud first. Obviously, he <laughs> can't uh, make that same exponential improvement. Like it's crazy to expect that, mm-hmm. but he could do it. And I honestly think that you know. Six months from now, even, we're talking about Lars Sullivan as being the Braun Strowman of SmackDown. Do you yeah. think that soon? Yeah, probably. Like, how, oh. how long can he really run through guys on yeah, NXT? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, point. I don't think he's going to be in the NXT title picture anytime soon. I'll just say this. Six months means he's only on one more takeover. Ooh. That oh. doesn't seem all that likely to me. No, six months he'd be on the Rumble takeover and the WrestleMania one, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. That seems too soon, but who knows? It could be. It could definitely be the case. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it out there that Lars Sullivan gets called up before July. Oh, good prediction. And then the moment of that, he has to be on the opposite show as Braun. Yeah, right? absolutely. So it has to, to be crossover. Yeah. yeah, that and those, that's our, that'll be our big uh, Survivor series, series match. match. <laughs> the only time that Raw and SmackDown superstars go head to head. Thank you, Jason Jordan. No problem. Hey guys, but Dad, <laughs> I want to see the two horses fly. Oh, he is the worst. We should have a category for guy I hate the most. It would have been Jason Jordan. I mean, there kind of are some categories. Oh, don't worry, he's in here in that neighborhood. He's not. Hey, you guys, ready to game. loosen up? To, you know, unbutton the shirt, relax a little yeah, bit. I feel like yes. this has been too stodgy and rigid so Good. far. That's okay. the main problem with this podcast. Well, guys, at this point, yeah. I would say in general, our show is just too. You know, we stay on top. Every time I listen. Much. Guys, it's just so. It's serious. like a math equation. Just business, business, business. That's enough with the business. Yeah. So, what do you got for us next year? This one is uh, from a listener. I can't remember who right now, but thank you very much because I loved this one. It's best worst promo. So, uh, this is a, a promo that you loved and is terrible. Yeah. Uh, now, when I was trying to come up with contenders here, yeah, I was just coming up with bad promos like the worst promo yeah not necessarily the best worst promo sure but i think we all landed oh, yeah. on the same answer here i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's sarah logan i don't know what, what, like i mean that she's done it once and it was already the best worst promo. i mean there's something that is so captivating and magnetic about her because it's that she's awful well no she's radically different from anybody else on the roster and yeah it's like she handles the microphone like a live grenade which is which is appealing in its (laughs) own way i get that very endearing i i feel like sarah logan is somebody that i don't think is a very good wrestler but i would not fast forward were i to pvr raw do you know what i mean when i say that it's like i don't 
Well, of course you wouldn't fast forward through Raw because she's on SmackDown, bud. Oh, sorry, sorry, yes. But uh, when you PVR something, you, you start fast. I think I made the exact same mistake on the show last yeah, week. I said the show's on Raw. Maybe it's because the two fucking shows have identical factions. Maybe, of three point. Maybe it's because when it comes to all the women who got called up, she is the most Raw, but she is on SmackDown. You are very good. There we go. <laughs> That's why I'm a professional, folks. And I've got a pen in my nose. Kayla, <laughs> uh, anything you'd like to add about Sarah Logan? Anything? Anything? What do you think her future is? God, it's so sad because I want to redeem her because she was Crazy Mary Dobson in ROH, and I thought she was great. Sure. ROH's women's division, not so great. I mean, oh, it doesn't really exist for one. The women of honor. It does not exist, but she was a standout, and she actually can promo fine she talks fine does she have that accent? she does but it's not ramped up that much there was a segment she was kane's manager in a segment when he was corporate kane trying to get a job I oh was that right yeah i didn't know she that. was his concessions manager and there's video of it and she speaks completely normal just a tiny accent because she's from i think kentucky <laughs> so now so at some point someone in creative said just ramp that f- fucking shit up i mean that's what they yeah. always say though, yes. right so your best persona is just yourself cranked to 11 so what and she has like a slight accent and stutters every now and yeah. then so she decided to just stutter all the time and no, be almost I w- incomprehensible i will say that i have not heard that phrase about being as nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs i have not heard that in ages I've never, heard that I've never heard that before it's i'm from the country so maybe that's a country thing okay. well, maybe well. if i could have understood what the fuck she was saying i, I would have I, p- I picked that part up and i'm like oh, a long tail cat in the room see, full of- see. but it's yeah as there far were- as best worst promo you're sitting there you're like i'm so sorry honey this is bad but oh, i can't turn away there was that video that was making the rounds that everybody was laughing at of her promo like translated with subtitles to me yes. i didn't think it was that bad that i couldn't <laughs> understand what she was saying well the subtitles weren't real though uh, yes i'm aware of that okay good. well half of the subtitles were real. <laughs> they're so good but uh yeah i mean there's no there's nowhere to go but up on the microphone after her debut unfortunately oh, power. Who, who else did anybody else come to mind for you guys for this one uh in terms of worst promos i was thinking about the smackdown promo between dolph and bobby Roode, where Roode seemingly just oh blanked out and went to a different place <laughs> and Dolph was that like was trying to bring him back uh, like like the, I watched that a couple times to yeah. really like soak in what was going on <laughs> yeah. and it's for sure like Dolph comes out the worst of it because he is putting himself out there the most yeah. in yeah. that awkward yeah. point but he is definitely trying to jog Bobby Roode like his memory to kind of spark <laughs> yeah. the reaction that he's looking for it just doesn't come yeah. that's yeah. not the best worst promo but there is something kind of kitschy fun about it yeah. as well yeah Anybody for you, Kaylin? Uh, I don't know if it's a promo exactly, but anytime I see Bailey and Sasha talking together on TV, oh. I hit the mute button because it is insufferable. Oh, what? The, you don't think that they're the best they're of so friends? They're so cute. It's We're, just like, uh, I can't deal with it. And uh, it's, Bailey, they're coming for my championship? Yeah. And it's, you know, we've got a category coming up a little bit that's like, what's the most insulting to your intelligence? Yeah. yeah. I didn't pick their friendship, which has somehow <laughs> made it, it really the is. entire year of it's, 2017. The, but, like, the fact that they just have us all forget that NXT existed <laughs> when yeah. they are, like, the defining women's matches in some way And the NXT. fact that neither of them have anything to do right now. Yeah. You could pull them apart and give them their own program, but they're not doing it. Yeah. Does one cell of your guys' body believe that those two are hashtag good friends? No. I mean, it's it's the least... Not like you guys. Yeah. Not at all. Sir, I mean, we know yeah. what friendship looks like it look, in this I'm room. looking at it right now, everybody. It's, Absolutely. It's friendship. Kayla, I what is it like being in the room with the electricity of the hashtag? There is a lot of beards here, what, guys. What Caitlin <laughs> hasn't mentioned is that I look exactly like Sasha and Josh looks exactly <laughs> yeah. like Bailey just with big bushy beards. Yeah, that's yes. but other than that, they got leotards on everybody. It's yeah. it's I, pretty interesting to look I, at right now. I just want to say Justin and I'm being completely serious here so maybe edit this out cuz sure. I'm kind of mad about it but uh don't fucking compare me to Bailey. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, she's so bad. I mean, you saw how I came into the room earlier. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got carried out of an escalade yeah, by true. a gaggle of muscle. You men. are definitely the session. <laughs> like Snoop Dogg is here right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out. Oh no, I don't think it was this year, was it? The Kalisto Good Lucha thing. No, it that's was, for sure last year. But oh, it's, man. it's forever. That's still best worst promo. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is the hallmark of best worst. It's, promos. Yeah, it's the Hall of Fame best worst. Well, promo. he's been trying to cut promos when he was a champ, and it was not working out very well. Wow, Kalisto's not working out that uh, I don't know oh. if I could buy it. You guys want to move on to the next category? Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, God bless Sarah Logan for unanimous answer. I think. Absolutely. 
Uh, we're going to go for this year's underrated wrestler. And we'll start with you on this one, Caitlin. Who's up for underrated wrestler? Oh, I got to go with Rusev Day. Can you guys sing the song, please? Rusev Day. Thank you. That's all I really wanted to hear. But I really do think they, I think a lot of us feel like they could do so much more with Rusev than what they're doing right now. But he really has a tendency to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Phrase is, because he's in the worst they, feed I can think of. They give the him the shittiest fucking programs and he makes it work. Yeah. Because he can do that with ridiculous charisma. And, you know, he brought Aiden English along for the ride. So, like that, they could do so much more with him. So underrated. They could have him in the main picture. And they just, they don't want to do it. For some un- unknown reason, they just don't believe in Rusev enough. And but it, we all do. And it, I, it seemed like the move to SmackDown was finally going to be that chance Yeah, for him. exactly. Because who else was there other, like, to take that place? Like, he, he was going to be fine, but... I know you listen to the show, Caitlin, so you've probably heard us say this before, but I think, Justin, you'll probably still stand by this, that we both think Rusev is the funniest person on the roster. Oh, yeah. And that you have a guy who looks like that and is also so funny. It's almost a shame that they've saddled him with this Bulgarian thing because it's hard to make him a baby face, but it just seems like if you look like that, can wrestle. I don't think he's the best in-ring wrestler, but I think he can wrestle well enough. And he's he's so funny and can talk. It just seems like this constant missed opportunity. I like that answer. I mean... I almost nominated Rusev, uh, or picked him rather, as my most improved wrestler this year. Just Interesting. Because, like, he, like you said, he, this is a guy who, for much of the year, they just had nothing for him. Yep. I can't even think yeah, that's true. of what he was doing at WrestleMania. He may have been in, even injured at the time and wasn't on the show. I don't remember. The Roman feud was the peak from this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, fuck. I guess he was like in a tag team with Jinder at that point. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, the foreign heels. Yeah. Yeah. So... Like, for him to come from everything that he had to go through this year, the Randy Orton feud, getting killed in nine seconds at SummerSlam. Oh, brutal. To, to basically, and it, and it clicked with me last night that, uh, like, essentially, he is kind of, like, this Rusev Day thing, right down to the terminology is like his own version of New Day, right. basically. Yeah. And that this is going to be an act that becomes so entertaining that there is going to be no denying the eventual babyface turn of both him and Aiden English together. Because oh, yeah. it was it was when I watched that sexy brute video that's been making <laughs> oh, rounds, yeah. which is excellent, oh. uh, that I just like realized for me that like, oh, and he's even feuding with the New Day and Rusev Day. It's like he saw what they were able to do and was like, I can do that. I'll even steal the word. No one will <laughs> even call me out on it. Um, and it's been wonderful. It's like so funny. Hell, we are recording this, you know, with three weeks to go in the year. Yeah. Uh, we, we haven't seen the final SmackDown pay-per-view here. So if something crazy happens on Clash of Champions, it is not eligible yes, for yeah, our no, picks sorry, here. Everybody. Sorry, the, the, we didn't mention when President Trump came out and executed Jinder Mahal on live television <laughs> as our most shocking yeah, moment. That was so shocking. Yeah, personally, I just found the Vince McMahon headbutt a little bit more shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's why we haven't referenced yeah. it. Not the fact I that we, we are, of course, did. recording this before it <laughs> hypothetically happened. Uh, but, uh, but, like, look, he could end this year. It's very possible that as we release this, Rusev and Aiden English are your SmackDown Tag Team Champions right now. I guess oh, that is a wow. possibility. Justin, who, you, who do you have for this underrated wrestler? Uh, most underrated, I am going to go with uh, a gentleman who you would think is underrated for a reason, in that he sucks. <laughs> oh. But I love him, and I, you know, I ha- I'm going to have to bury one of my beloveds later on. Okay. In the wrestler who died this year, career-wise, not actually yeah. died. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but uh, my most underrated wrestler, I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt. And oh, it seems okay. uh, look, maybe he's being sparked up again by this Matt Hardy feud. It certainly seems that oh, way. That this, this is a big revitalization moment for Bray, hopefully. But this is a guy who, you know, has just been ice cold for so much of this year, has, you know, been in a couple of contenders for perhaps worst feud of 2017. Oh, yes. God. Um, though... You look back at what he was doing to start the year. That Elimination Chamber main event was excellent. The crowd went absolutely bananas. I went bananas. Oh, yeah, for sure. He had that great triple threat match with AJ and Cena on SmackDown as well. Look, this is a guy who can work, who the crowd wants to like, but just gets saddled with 
utter bullshit so often. And, like, I don't think that, like, when Bray Wyatt is coming up with ideas for his own character, that what they did with Sister Abigail for him (laughs) is what he wanted that to be. You know, it's not his fault. He just gets stuck with the worst imaginable writing, but with, like, a proper... Utilization when he's put in the right spot for me, like that guy is so magnetic and electric, both on the microphone and in the ring. I feel like he's very underrated at both. Yeah, yeah, uh, very good pick. He's certainly underrated because even for somebody like myself, who I feel like I'm definitely a Bray Wyatt fan, I'm definitely sort of more off that bandwagon now than I am on it. And uh, yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, I'm gonna level with you two here. I hate my pick. For this one. Oh, Because I don't sharp. like this guy very much. But I think I can't, when I was sitting down, I'm thinking, hey, who's who's underrated exiting whatever year this is? Is it 2017? Yes. 2017? I mean, we've become so unstuck in time. It's <laughs> difficult to say where we, we don't know. are In Japan, right it's actually a year ahead. It's a funny thing. Yes, you crossed the international yeah, year it's, line. It's a, Buddha, it's a Buddhism <laughs> thing is what I think. Uh, it is. Uh, no, I'm I'm picking Randy Orton Ooh. for underrated wrestler of 2017. Wow. Hear me out. Okay. Okay. Randy Orton, a guy who I think is good but bland. Can we somewhat agree to that? Yep. Like, absolutely. He's pretty good at everything. Smooth is a word that's used to describe him a lot. I think that's pretty fair. Randy Orton was excellent in the first half of joining the Wyatt family. No one can deny that, and no one saw it coming. Honestly, that is you could nominate that for best feud and worst feud, yes. and I would accept it. That's an accomplishment as yes. both. That is insane. Because and up true. until they burned down the house, literally, yep. Yep. that feud was incredible. Yep. And then they peaked with that moment and had no idea where to go from there. Nada. It, yeah, even the part where Bray was rubbing the ashes on his face on actual cable TV at fucking like 8 p.m. On a weekday, I'm like, what the yeah, fuck is it, happening? I really enjoyed it. That is horrifying. And then that, it ended. It's And then if you look at the, the people that Jinder Mahal wrestled this year, he wrestled some very good talent, some guys who can really get good matches out of people. AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Nakamura, Sami Zayn. All the, all the big hitters. The, uh, the people that, the, the one guy that he had the best matches with. Tell him, JMO. Randy Orton. It's Randy Orton. Uh, these are situations where a person should not. When he he joined the Wyatt family in trunks, like and everyone not bought convincing it. at all. Yeah. And, and it, but it, it ended up working as this odd couple thing. So I can't he walk just away. Wore his hoodie, but he left the hoodie up. Right? <laughs> yeah. What a dark and <laughs> yeah. damaged man. Hoodie down, baby face, Randy Orton. Okay. Hoodie up. Oh, look oh, at that wow. guy. So while I don't like Randy Orton very much, when I am thinking about who was underrated this year, I have to go with Randy Orton. Yeah, probably not a bad pick, especially when you rewind prior to that. He was built up as the big opponent for Brock at SummerSlam last year. Right. And say what you will about that match. The build for it was very exciting. They built him up to look like a cre- – I don't think anybody actually picked him to beat Brock, but he looked credible as not a squash match really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then this year – is what it is. It is what it is. Is this becoming like you're saying? No, I just like, I didn't want to let that silence hang. Oh. Though maybe I should have because that would probably speak loudly to what Randy Orton's 2017 was. Just absolutely nothing. Is it ever what it isn't? No. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> you ready for our next category? Absolutely. Caitlin. Yes. What was the best use of a weapon in WWE this year? Oh, it had to be TakeOver War Games. Yeah. We had a... All the weapons you could imagine in this. Um, I'm sh- I'm not going to take your spot on this because I know that you have sort of the same answer. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the chair shot that Calarelli gave to himself oh, yeah. off the rope, which he's done before. I think it was PWG. I think I've seen a gif of it happen. So you kind of can tell that he's it wasn't an accident. But anybody who's not familiar with him might have thought that it was an accident yeah. and laughed their ass off at the fact that he just fucking needed hair... Like, headshot on shared himself like that's so great it was awesome now do yeah. you think any of that pick is because you're here visiting vancouver and you're like oh Kyle uh, O'Reilly, you're feeling it in your i soul. love kyle o'reilly you guys yeah. know that he's, yeah. he's my boy he was nice to me once therefore i have to like him forever that's why i'm friends with justin because <laughs> he's nice to you once one time only yeah. one time <laughs> I could, before I could, we started recording i could t- i could tell this <laughs> it was when i invited him to be on the show with me it was very nice <laughs> then i got here and it's it just been he just never he just never since. left yeah never left my self-esteem used to be very yeah. high <laughs> yeah so anyway yeah war games had some great weapons and 
aside from that, the, the table that ripped open Alexander Wolf's head. Yeah. Another great moment. I love color in a match, and that made me so excited. Oh, it's gross. I mean, I mean terrifying the amount of blood that was just from a head wound. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. And on the floor after that. I'm not joking here, and you can tease me for being dumb. I didn't know someone's head had that much blood in it. <laughs> that was a great biology deal. 101 right now. I, I was just like. My dude's really bleeding out of his head. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off yours here because yep. it's in the same match. Justin, you can close out this one. I'm going with the coast-to-coast Killian Dane hit in that match. So the trash can wedged up in the corner and this giant man flying across the ring. I loved it. It was my favorite spot of that match, which was nothing but great spots. Uh, Killian Dane coast-to-coast. Justin, what do you got? I have something from a completely different match. Surprise, surprise. We're finally branching out Ooh. outside of the double cage. See what I mean? Games. It's not nice anymore. And uh, <laughs> my best use of a weapon this year is also probably one of the most emotional moments. I thought okay. in wrestling this year outside of like a promo segment within a match this is probably my emotional high point and that is uh, the handcuffs spot in the oh, New Day Usos Hell in a Cell very good. with Xavier getting strung up from the top of the turnbuckle while Kofi just has to watch him get lit up by Kendo Stick Shot yes. after Kendo That's Stick Shot uh, you know it's very rare at this point in professional wrestling in history in 2017 that we see really innovative uses of weapons that have been around forever. Like, the handcuff spots have been in wrestling for as long as I have been watching wrestling. Yeah. And this yeah. was something that was very new, I thought. Uh, and just, like, like it's it almost, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's it's... It's, it was very emotional just having to watch Kofi watch his buddy yeah. go through that and be powerless to do anything separated by the cell. I, I'd just like to say, in terms of that match in its entirety, there, there was a lot of innovation with weapons, if you remember the, the sort of penitentiary. Quote, I unquote, thought about that with the kendo stick yeah. moment as well. That's a very innovative use of yep. weapons as well. That was a great match and a great feud. Yeah, I, I like your pick there. I know what you mean. It felt there was something sort of like crucifixion-esque about it where they just had to watch it and it felt like a guy you know he's watching his friend being tortured like I, I know what you mean it was a really potent moment I also enjoyed it yeah well not enjoyed but you know had felt feelings that's yeah. right yeah for the first I think that was the only time in 2017 actually where shed, <laughs> shed one single tear yeah well I, I, I don't cry <laughs> I haven't cried since Logan <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you did cry this well, year. I don't then. know about that, but <laughs> uh, should we get on to the next category? Yeah, when you said Logan, you weren't talking about the film; you were talking about Sarah Logan's yes, promo. Yeah, oh, oh, the obviously. movie! I never cried a movie. <laughs> Are you guys ridiculous? No, no. Of course, I meant when she called Seattle gay. <laughs> That's what I meant. The granola state. <laughs> uh, our next category here, and. Uh, I don't even remember who's supposed to open this one up. We'll, we'll go with, probably be me. We'll go yeah. with the madman himself. Justin, what in wrestling this year was the most insulting to your intelligence? <laughs> There's uh, honestly a couple of options here, and I trust that you two will cover the one that I don't pick at the moment. I will, I promise. Um, I'm going to go with the House of Horrors match. Oh, yeah. I found it just, like, everything about it, like, just completely ridiculous. And not in a good, fun way, like Matt Hardy. Like, it, it did not... Like, whatever sort of cinematic thing that they were going for <laughs> did not click for me at all. There are a couple good spots, like the fight in the kitchen and whatnot, yeah, but the all of these different rooms filled with, you know, <laughs> desiccated <laughs> action figures or yeah. fucking whatever, the dollhouse yeah. room. Yeah. It's just so ridiculous. Nothing has made me feel more shame to be a fan of professional wrestling in 2017 than that entire match. And even the fact that it had to end back in the arena. Yeah. So what Bray got into a limo and said, Driver, <laughs> go back to the arena. And it's and then, and then Randy is, I guess, like doing a sideshow bob, like underneath the car, <laughs> hitting his head on speed bumps <laughs> yeah. all the way. Yeah, man. It's, it's Everything about that match was preposterous in the worst way. I would just like to say that I really think if the last maybe 20% of that match plays out differently, people don't hate it as much. It's just like that limo thing is so unforgivably bad mm -hmm. that it 
It just doesn't make any sense. He gets in the limo and he's like all pleased with himself. But then Randy, like, where is this relative to the arena? It's just so. We I mean, had such a great start with the spooky tractor driving itself back. Oh, the ghost tractor is yeah. the best. Uh, Justin. Ghost tractor is spot of Justin, the year. Yeah, I, Justin, <laughs> you know I asked you not to talk about. Listen, I need you to edit this out. But you know I'm extremely legitimately scared of that. And it kept me up for a couple nights. That's true. So if you could just not talk I d- about I the. Did, I did have to stay over. Thank you. And, and, I, and guard the door. Even <laughs> I was afraid after that you saw the ghost tractor. <laughs> well, what if the tractor was going to go in the elevator? <laughs> you come knocking on my door. I don't need that. Caitlin, <laughs> okay, what's insulting to your intelligence this year? Uh, it's, it's Other than that little comedy bit that we both just <laughs> oh, did there. Right, no, God, I, think, I think my brain just melted, you guys. That was a great I'm, bit. I'm so, insu- I'm so insulted by all of this. No, yeah, um, that was a great bit, actually. Uh, I watch a lot of Ring of Honor, which is pro- a lot of people think it's ridiculous. And Low end Ring not, of Honor is terrible. Yeah. I love it, though. It's my little trash can promotion. I sure. love it so much. Um, but I'm always kind of insulted whenever they put the Bullet Club out in any form and expect them to not go over. Because oh, okay. it, they're so protected in the Ring of Honor. And you brought up a good point that in New Japan, they're not. Because they do take a lot of pins in New Japan because they just have fucking Chase Owens and uh, the other ones. Not Bone Soldier anymore. Cody thank Ryan, God. Yeah. Like right, all yeah. these these bodies that they can just take pins for. That's fine. But I mean, we kind Did of... I call him Cody Ryan? Just there? Sorry, Cody yeah. Hall. We, yeah. we kind of assume that like... Bullet Club is like the biggest thing in New Japan. If you're yeah. if you don't watch New Japan, they're the smallest of the four factions. It, it is very true. That. Yeah, but so, yeah, they're bottom of the totem pole yeah. over there. So when you put them on weekly TV on ROH, obviously they're the ones that are going to go over because they're the ones that everyone's paying to see. So it's just a bygone conclusion that when Marty Skrull's got a match or the Young Bucks have a match, you cannot expect their opponents to beat them. It, it does not happen. Once in a while, it'll happen on a pay per view if the belts are involved. But not on weekly TV. It's fun to see them. It's just, it's so hard to imagine that they wouldn't they wouldn't win. I feel like you've also hit on a problem there where that the distinction between the elite and the bullet club yes. is becoming an ever-growing yes. chasm. And it's something they're going to really need to address because it makes it feel very A-team and B-team. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned there, Justin, I felt like there was a lot to pick from this year for most insulting your intelligence, but there, this one just, and I talked about it, it's, it's just struck a nerve with me that I'm I can't sure get past. pretty sure you got past. my runner up right here. And just that they expect us to think that Kurt Angle is Jason Jordan's father is <laughs> so, un- they don't look alike, they don't act alike, they don't interact like people who have ever even met each other or are making an effort to. <laughs> Every interaction between them is the most stilted thing I've ever seen in my life. Triple H pedigreed Jordan <laughs> right in front of Kurt Angle. And he could like it was like he just shrugged. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, well, that's my kid. Pedigreed <laughs> by my boss. What's a guy to do? It's every week, every single week, it doesn't work for me. And well, I'm sure there's a lot of runner-ups we could talk about. There's nothing that is just not worked for me and again to, to really hold the question to to what it is most insulting to my intelligence we are all suspending disbelief to watch wrestling oh, obviously yeah but there's i don't feel like that ask is ever bigger even in supernatural shit than pretending like those two are forget about related like that they've even the, met each other they seems. even spend any amount of time together <laughs> like, outside of the arena I'm, ever i'm less convinced by them being father and son than sasha and bailey being best friends and that should really tell you everything Ooh, yeah like you would think that there would be you know fuck like how often in the 90s late 90s early 2000s even did we see you know characters be introduced to an episode of the show by arriving in a vehicle right would it be so difficult to see kurt angle and jason jordan so right about get this. out of the same vehicle together yeah. even one single time but it wouldn't yeah. work because they'd get out of the limo and then they'd be like huh, great limo ride there son <laughs> i love you dad like it, it just, ugh. and then they would probably walk in opposite directions out of the frame because they just never <laughs> spend any time together. Like, oh, thank God I'm out of the car with that guy. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but no, I mean, it seems like they're kind of redeeming the angle by leaning into Jordan as a heel, and that in that way, I do, I can get on board with this. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's ultimately revealed that he was never his son. That and this redeems is just it. Kind yep. of a. I totally a, disagree with a you too. ruse Ooh. set up by Triple H, basically. Like, I can get on board with that. Oh, um, I would uh, if that happens. I might be done. I mean, th- you guys think that would redeem this? I think so. Well, it's just even making him a heel redeems it enough. For him me. being yeah. heel is correct and good. Him yeah. being nepotism, dad looking out for me—that's all good in the hood. But this is kind of something. But if that he's is- like, gotcha, 
I wasn't your son. Just this like blatant admission that this did not work, and we all just wasted our time. They, I would hate that. They've steered into this over the course of the last month. That doesn't forgive the fact that the four months preceding it were utter trash, which is yeah. sad because the buildup to this mystery before we even knew that it was a secret child or whatever was a really intriguing hook that Remember, got me to tune yeah. into Raw yeah. every week. Who was attacking Enzo and what was Kurt Angle's secret were running simultaneously. Who was calling Corey Graves? Why did he have his yeah. phone on? And Raw felt really good and interesting. Yeah, we had all these yeah. big mysteries. What happened? They just paid off <laughs> like in the weeks. least satisfying Four ways. Five. Yeah. <sighs> but uh, Why do we watch? <laughs> You ready for another one here? This is the last category before we take a little break for a little something. All right, sure. Let's do it. So uh, who wants to go first on this one? Uh, I just went first. Well, then, should I go first? Sure. You should go first. Okay. Well, then, guys, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go first. I would love it if you did. Please do. I'm going to get started. Okay, Okay. please. Yep. I'll stop cutting you off. Yeah, Justin, please. I'm trying to, if you could. I'll just leave an open moment for you here. Yeah, just give me a sec here, bud. Start talking right now. Okay, here like, I go. Here. No, I'm, I'm you're gonna, still doing it, no, bud. I'm leaving you an opening. This is it's right now. Okay, now. So, no, no, now. It's now. <laughs> <laughs> now, right now. <laughs> it's it's right now. You're missing it. You keep missing it. I keep cueing you, bud. Josh is drowning right now in the yeah. awkwardness of this bit. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead. What you say? Guys, I'm going to talk about who I thought got the worst push this year. What was the worst push of 2017? And boy, does it have a lot in common with my last answer. No, I think we're on the same page here then. Because <laughs> Kurt Angle. No, it's Jason Jordan. Nothing about it has worked. He's clearly not ready. It should have been Chad Gable. No one can disagree with this at this point. It, it, it is the worst push this year. I am going to disagree with you that nothing about it has worked. Because he has had good matches. The Roman match yeah. that he had... Uh, more recently, was very good. And both of the matches yep, that he had think, in the build-up to Cena versus Roman were both very good as well. Uh, I think he's a good worker, and I think that he's really good at playing this snotty heel character yeah. that he's leaned into lately. Okay, I don't think he's really good at it. And I do want to say, I don't think he's a good worker as much as... There's a couple guys like this in the company right now. He's a good spots guy. He has his things that he does excellent. The the bridge suplex... All of his suplexes look great. He moves fast. like He hits the ropes hard. But I don't... When he's like interacting with somebody else in the ring, I never feel like it's all that good. It's all just moves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this, this... Again, I hate to always go back to him as the example. Like the seamlessness of an AJ Styles is like, wow, that's working. Like even the moments where it isn't the big spots you're very into it i feel like jason jordan doesn't do any of the in-betweens hell i mean you mentioned that uh, gable would be better suited for it and you're right i almost feel like i should have picked gable for most underrated because oh you know, yeah he's certainly most underutilized oh absolutely dude yeah. gable is a great he's pick a for most beast. underrated that he, the match that he had with rusev that series that he had with rusev he's the a match that he had with aj match. styles yeah. fucking excellent oh that the, do, the do you remember AJ the Rusev match, match from, from SmackDown? Yeah, I just brought it up. Oh, but sorry, I, they wrestled <laughs> twice. I'm talking about the SmackDown. Yeah, yeah I just brought up both of them. Ooh. <laughs> and he's going to go right back to that water, folks. Yeah. Okay, now. Now you talk. Go right on. now. <laughs> uh, Justin, who, who's your worst push this it's year? It's Jason Jordan as well. <laughs> wow. How could I not pick it? It's It's been, you know... I, the only other contender is probably Jinder, but I like Jinder. You yeah, know, I didn't yeah. necessarily love his matches, but I love his character. Sure. Absolutely. Whereas, like... There's the guy who understands his character very yeah. innately. Whereas, like, Jordan, I couldn't even... There's nothing to grab onto character-wise, yeah. even, until until these last couple weeks. But too little too late to redeem that as the worst push of the year. And some of the worst... You know, interactions also. The thing, the whole thing that he was doing with Elias, throwing the vegetables. Oh, oh it's terrible. I wish I could forget. Oh. I wish. That was my run up for insulting to my intelligence was the throwing vegetables at Elias. The fact that it kept happening throughout the show. Yeah, three times. I thought that it? they were just replaying the earlier segment just the second time it was happening. Dude, that Rusev-Gable match is so good. Yeah. So good. Yep. Yeah. Caitlin, who do you think's worst push this year? Are we rounding this out three for three, or do you have somebody else? I have somebody different, guys. Go ahead oh. and hit me with it. Uh, I have Shinsuke Nakamura. Ooh. Yeah, sorry, everybody. My last podcast I was on, I yelled a lot about how much I can't deal with the push he gets because there's nothing to him. He's a fancy song. Stop encouraging him with your singing along to his music because he just does his weird <laughs> spasms, and he does not perform at any level 
that should get him any sort of push. I understand his pedigree. I understand where he comes from. I understand that he was a star in New Japan. His knees are shot. He has nothing to offer. Stop putting him in any form of main event. It's so boring to watch someone who should be a star. How about that entrance, though, eh? Oh, fuck it. Josh <laughs> understands where he comes from also, because that's uh, where he is right now. Hey! Are you hanging out with Shinsuke right now? I'm actually here with Shinsuke Nakamura, guys. Hang on one second. Hey, Shin, can you just come on the show for a sec? The music follows him. I'll give you a second to put your mouth guard in before you talk. <laughs> Uh, Shinsuke, I can't believe you're joining us right now, live from Japan, when you're probably touring somewhere in America at the moment, but... uh, Yeah, it's pretty crazy. (laughs) Glad we could have you with us. English is pretty great. Yeah. Thank you. How do you feel like WWE has gone for you so far? Oh, the song is awesome. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I, I have to agree with you in what he's done so far, but I also think... <laughs> oh, guys, I'm back. Shinsuke says thanks for having him on the show. I also think that either him or AJ, and it probably will be Nakamura, is going to win the Royal Rumble this year, and we're going to get AJ Nakamura as the WWE world title match. That is Mania. the one thing I would not hate, actually. I'm into that. That's the probably the one what, match and the what, one event the one that Nakam- I feel like No, the one Nakamura match I'm in for. It, uh, it's interesting calling Nakamura the worst push, because I do feel like he's... I mean, I th- I think I have been very vocal about this on the show, about like his constant under-delivering, the clear calling it in, these feuds going nowhere. Yeah. But I, I don't feel like it's the worst push, because I-, I still feel like there's something about him that makes me feel that he should be in the upper card. But I see where you're coming from in terms of like he's been put in these positions and it's just not not, yeah. not getting her done. I have a runner-up here that I can mention, given that we both picked the same yeah, one me. here. And that is Mojo Raleigh winning the Andre the Giant Memorial oh, Battle Royale. Oh, that Royal. happened. Yes. Yeah. Holy uh, shit, yeah. And they just really, I mean, just cut and run on that almost But we got Gronk. We did. I guess that's a... We did get a Gronk moment at WrestleMania. Yeah. Can we just take this? This is a loose show tonight, right? Yes, yes. Can we, can we just talk about... The Under the Giant Battle, Memorial, whatever. The Armbar. Yeah. What the fuck? What is it? <laughs> it's these supposed guys, to be... These guys like, win, and what? <laughs> like it's, I, I just don't get it. He, he beats Jinder in that match for the thing. <laughs> They're on the yeah. same show. Two months later, Jinder is the world champion, and Mojo is, like, teasing a Pre-show. break. Pre-show. <laughs> Pre-show like, match, probably. It's like... Pre-show just, with Mojo Raleigh. Who won it last year? Corbin? Yes, Corbin won it. Nothing. Who, who won it the year before? I can't even Big think. Show. Big Show. Big like, Show won it when Damian Sandow should have won. Oh, it. right, right, right. And Cesaro got it before that. Oh, Damian yeah. Sandow yeah. sucks, but um, yeah, very confused about the Andre the Giant battle memorial. Uh, guys, we're gonna take a little break from the categories here. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna you know get relaxed. I know that we've been working hard so far. We're gonna we're gonna play a little game I like to call Keep It a Kick It. Ooh. Fun. Is he going to keep it or is she going to kick it? Is he going to kick it or is she going to keep, keep it? it? Never the same theme twice. See, I mixed up my pronouns here because there's females present <laughs> or just one. <laughs> wait, 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 are you saying I'm a female? No, no. Because you, nah, I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> no, I was gonna do the sharp thing. Yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, for those of you who may not listen before, this would be a strange first episode of Top Marks to listen to, I suspect. But thank you so much for tuning in, if you are. And yeah. uh, for this, I'm gonna explain what keep it or kick it is. I make a list of roughly 25 items, uh, just sort of random things from the wrestling world, and I say them aloud. Justin, and in this instance, also Caitlin, then have to say if they would keep. That item, which is they like it, they love it, they want some more of it, or they kick it, they hate it, they despise it, get it out of their sight. Do you, too, understand keep it or kick it? I do. I do. Do you, Shinsuke, understand keep it or kick it? I do. (laughs) All right, well, it sounds like everybody is ready. We're on the same page. For keep it. Or kick, kick it. it. So how this will work this time is I will say the title. Just I will point to who is going to answer first. We're going to okay. alternate so the okay. same person doesn't all- go first every time. Are you two ready? I'm ready. Ready. Wrestlers having pay-per-view gear. Keep it. Keep it. Dean Ambrose being the one to break up the shield this time. Uh, kick it. 
Kick it. It's got to be Roman. Yes. Same. Braun Strowman's country strong tattoo. Keep it. Keep it. I like it. <laughs> Mick Foley returning as a GM. Ah, uh, kick it. Too many times at this yep. point. Kick it for sure. Wrestlers referencing beer. Keep it. Oh, always keep it. Gallows and Anderson's entrance song. Ah, keep it. I like it. I can hardly think of it off the top it's of my like head. It's like the butt rock. Like <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Uh, kick it. The coup de gras as a finisher. Keep it. I'll keep it. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers becoming a faction. Oh, keep it. Great idea. Adding adding members. Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for Hang on. creepy redneck mojo. I need to pause this. Yeah. Mojo Raleigh, if you're listening to this, I love the Bludgeon Brothers, and I wouldn't let you lick my asshole, so please stay the hell away from the Bludgeon Brothers. What if we had Titus and Apollo to the Bludgeon Brothers? Yes! <laughs> oh my god, I do like Blood, Star- Bludgeon Worldwide. Yeah, Bludgeon Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, Bludgeon Brothers is a faction. Keep it or kick it? Keep it. Tommaso Ciampa as NXT champion. Keep it. Oh, please keep it, yeah. Dana Brooke. Kick it. Kick it big time. (laughs) (laughs) She's got kicked. Triple H versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania in 2019. (laughs) 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 Two years from now. That's a big time kick it. Oh, my God. Kick that. Do you guys think it's happening? I mean, it could happen before then. It could happen at SummerSlam. Yep. It could be earlier. Another Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins feud. Oh, keep it. Please. Keep it for sure. Intercontinental champion Bray Wyatt. Ooh. Keep that. Ah, keep it. Good. Kenny Omega coming to WWE. No, kick it. Keep yeah. it. I want to see. The, there's a there's enough intriguing matchups that I'm into it. Jinder Mahal winning the world title again. Kick it. Kick it. Austin Aries going to TNA. Uh, keep it. Keep it. And finally, Ring of Honor being on the WWE Network. Ooh, keep it, please. Ah, uh, kick it. No, I love save my garbage promotion. Keep it away from them. And that. Let's keep it or kick it. Now, Jinder Mahal winning the United States Championship. That no, I no Justin, he with. hates the U.S. Yeah, exactly. That's why it works. He could be the new Rusev, and Rusev could be the new Jinder getting to go after the world title. Who's the new Austin Aries? Uh, Hideo Itami. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back you knew that Perfect. was coming, Perfect. son of a gun. <laughs> Well, this feels like as natural a place to break as any, I guess. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in for part one of our year in review special. Thank you to Caitlin Hotchkiss, of course, for coming on. You can find her at Crusada on Twitter. That's at C-R-I-S-E-Y-D-E. And uh, we will talk to you again Next week, with the second half of our Year in Review 2017 Spectacular. Until then, stay hot, stay spicy, taste great, your curry man. (laughs) Titus Worldwide!